Hi guys, this is Ronnie Eaton from Lubbock, Texas, and you're listening to the Texas Music Spotlight. Welcome to the Texas Music Spotlight Podcast, supporting artists and musicians from the great state of Texas. And now, here's your host, Julian. Hey everyone, this is Julian with the Texas Music Spotlight. I'm really excited about today's podcast. We have from Lubbock, Texas, Ronnie Eaton. Ronnie is a uh, Americana singer-songwriter country with a little rock edge uh, writer. Um, really good music, really good songs, uh, really good songwriting. But more importantly, a really cool guy, really nice guy. We had a good conversation with him. Um, he was very nice enough to share two unreleased songs with Texas Music Spotlight, TMS exclusive, two unreleased songs. So be sure to check that out. Plus, one of them has a really cool story, really creepy story about how he wrote it. Hmm, Got to check it out. Um, I want to thank you guys, uh, the listeners, for continuing to listening to listen to the Texas Music Spotlight and downloading and more importantly, subscribing. When you subscribe, it helps out immensely. And also thanks to my son, Jules the Human, who's been kind of keeping the, the podcast moving along uh, in my absence. It's been tricky with the uh, the way the format has changed because uh, our previous format through Blab shut down and it forced us to rethink how we run the show. Uh, but he's, in, he's been coming, uh, kind of uh, keeping it going and, and, and with the local scene here. So thanks to you guys that have been on the local stuff with... Uh, with Jules the Human. Thank you guys again. Uh, so enough of me blabbing, enough of me talking. Let's get to the podcast, find out how he wrote the one song, which is really, really creepy. Um, here's from Lubbock, Texas, Ronnie Eaton. Hi, and welcome to the Texas Music Spotlight. My name is Julian. Today on the show we have from Lubbock, Texas, Ronnie Eaton. Ronnie, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Julian. I appreciate it. Uh, I see you're from Lubbock. I haven't been to Lubbock in a very long time. Is it still the same? Uh, <laughs> I, I doubt it. Lubbock has grown quite a bit uh, in the past 10 years or so. Um, one one thing I've noticed uh, is uh, just the, the outpouring of original music from here right now. Um, just just tons of songwriters coming out of Lubbock right now. And it's really cool to, to be a small part of that group and, and also to get to see it just from a from a fan standpoint because i'm a fan of music for i'm anything so what scene. is the uh what is the the majority of the scene there is it a lot of cover bands or is it is it uh americana no uh, i mean kind of like you get you have a lot of cool like americana bands like uh flatland calvary or no dry county dick's hat band um and then you know there, there's also some really cool uh uh punk bands from this area johnny handgun uh sugar witch uh some really good friends of ours they do rockabilly oh nice yeah so i mean just a little bit of everything there's there's lots of, of metal bands i'm not as familiar with those guys as i should be but uh <laughs> everything it's, it's, I've, it's a whole different every, scene man right yeah everything i've heard is really cool uh i wish metal bands would stay together longer <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about yourself man how'd you get started in music uh, man, I started playing guitar when I was 12, uh, and I just like writing songs. Uh, did you start know. writing off the bat? I mean, did you just, I, that, yeah, I, I wrote songs before I could even play guitar. Like, you know, just really, uh, I would walk around the house pretending I was Richie Valens. There you, you know, go. It pulled a little bicycle air pump up like it was a microphone, the microphone stand. 
<laughs> so yeah, I've always just had music in my heart, and when I learned how to play guitar, it was kind of over. <laughs> Did your family play, or just you just picked no, it up? No, nobody in my family plays. Hmm. I'm the weird one. That's kind of how like I was. I mean, we got some people that play, but I was the first one that actually kind of made a career out of it, if you want to call it that. You know, I did 30 years as a musician. So you picked up the guitar. Is that your only instrument? I dabble in the bass, but I probably shouldn't play the bass. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm a I'm a bass player by trade, right? so <laughs> I dabble in guitar. <laughs> uh, I I pick up some things here and there. I've been picking on the mandolin lately, but, but nice. primarily just rhythm guitar, electric or acoustic. So, how long have you been playing? I'm trying not to ask your age. How long have you been playing music? <laughs> uh, live since about, <laughs> I probably had my first gig in Lubbock in 2000 or 2001. Okay. So, I'm about that old. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're still fairly young, man. You're still fairly young. So, tell me about the first two albums you did. Uh, I see here it's uh, What If We Are a Ghost and The Moth Complex. Yeah, the Moth Complex. So I quit playing music for uh, uh, quite a few years. I was a single dad and was working a lot, and it was kind of um, hard to, to do both at the, the level that I wanted to do it. So I just kind of dropped away from music for a while. And uh, there were some issues um, politically here in town with the way the homeless community was being treated, wow. and it kind of got under my skin. So I, I you know... I, I took my guitar out and I started going out there and just playing and singing and, and meeting friends and uh, taking prayer requests and stuff. So uh, I did that and I ended up writing a, a whole album that's essentially about uh, my homeless friends. Really? So that's what the Moth Complex is about? Yes, sir. <clears throat> so, I mean, to me, the Moth Complex is that, that problem that we all have where we're really attracted to things that are going to hurt us moth to a flame gotcha man and and this can be found on itunes right yeah itunes spotify all those all those youtube all those places well there you go pick up the moth complex on itunes man and what if uh what if we are ghosts was that your first one uh what if we are ghosts is the first album that i did with the full band the cold hard truth um and uh we all became really good friends we have uh terry moore on drums uh aaron dick on keyboards and uh our bass player Byron Mason and Aaron and Byron sing a lot of harmony, and our guitar player at the time was uh, Derek Guthrie. Yeah, uh, I was gonna I was gonna tell you to throw props out to the musicians because yeah, yeah, I, I was a I was a backup musician for many years, and you know I know I know what it's like to not get recognized or not no, get not get noticed, you know, for for your for your work, and they I'm sure they work just as hard for you. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. You know the songs wouldn't sound like they do without them. So, so how long have you been with those guys? Uh, about three years, I think. Uh, you know, Derek left us a few months ago, so now we have a new guitar player, Cash Taylor. We haven't recorded anything with him yet, but that's coming next year, hopefully. So, tell me more about the local scene there. I mean, is are there a lot of places to play there? I've I've been to Lubbock. I don't remember a whole lot of places, uh, venues and such. Uh, I couldn't tell you as far as what there was a long time ago. Now. Uh, you know, there's there's several different venues. I host a song swap every Sunday <laughs> at a venue called uh, Bootleggers Lounge, and my best friend uh, Maddie runs that bar, and uh, we bring different songwriters in from the whole region. Uh, we've had guys come from Stephenville and Fort Worth and Amarillo, 
uh, come in and we we swap songs for for about two hours and then um, just kind of uh, it, it's a really cool environment and uh, that goes on uh, as well not a song swap but a, uh, a songwriter night at Blue Light right. Live on Monday and uh, my friend Jerry Serrano hosts that and um, what I love is everybody's so encouraging of each other like there's not a lot of competition or I don't feel that there's a lot of competition yeah. anyway. Um, so Blue Light, you know, backstage is a fairly new venue here in town, and it's ran by a good friend of mine named Mike Driver, and he's bringing in a lot of cool acts uh, uh, that aren't uh, all of one genre. So he has some some hard rock and heavy metal and blues, and uh, in a couple of weeks we'll be playing up there with uh, Ian Moore actually. So we're really nice. excited about that. So that's good it's great to have a good community of, of of you guys that that back each other up and there's a lot of cities uh and even in industries like you know i've i've known that industries that they they tend to stab each other in the back it's always grab what you can it's mine 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 uh so when you can find an industry and a group of guys that support each other it's always a, a very good thing for the the industry itself yeah and i think a lot of us are have, have realized you know what's what's good for me is good for you and uh, I, I genuinely just like seeing people succeed. I, I really do. It makes me happy to see uh, when, when people are following their dreams and it's happening. Like, that makes me happy. Cool, man. So all the songs on the albums uh, are written by you? Uh, yes. Uh, the guys do, you know, some of the uh, uh, fleshing out with the solos and different, you know, keyboard stuff and, and drum beats and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, I write all the... What I call the skeleton of the song, so the, the chords and the lyrics—that's that, all me. Cool, man. So, what's the first song you can do for us? Uh, I was actually going to play something that's not recorded. Is that okay? That's fine, man. I love it. And uh, can I, TMS can I tell you exclusive. And really, I tell Go you a really it. creepy story that goes with the song. I love it. Yes, tell okay. me. <laughs> so, um, me and our new guitar player Cash Taylor and our bass player Byron Mason went to uh, Midland on a gig. Um, it was an acoustic gig, and it was real laid back and chill at a, a place called the boardroom there. And uh, on the way back, I had to pee really bad, <laughs> like just just incredibly so. And then, you know, the guys are like, "Oh, just pull over and pee." And I'm right. a little bit too modest for that, maybe I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so we get to Tahoka, Texas, which is a little bit uh, southwest of Lubbock, and. Um, <laughs> Uh, we stop at the stripes there. Well, the stripes there closes at midnight. And I just told them, I said, guys, you all sit outside by the truck and, and smoke a cigarette or do whatever. I'm going to walk around back and pee behind the stripes. And if you, you know, see a cop coming or something, just tell them that there's not somebody peeing back there. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I went back there and if you're familiar with West Texas, the wind is always blowing a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It was probably about 3 o'clock in the morning. Atoka's a really small town. I think maybe 1,500 to 2,500, something like that. They're a real small town. And um, 3 o'clock in the morning, and the wind was, was oddly calm. And I walked back there, and I'm taking care of what I have to take care of. And uh, uh, I noticed about 100 yards away from where I'm at, this flag is just going berserk on this flagpole, just blowing like crazy. But that's weird that the wind's blowing over there, but not where I'm at. Right. And then I heard these little kids singing. <laughs> and if you ever heard little kids sing, you, <laughs> you grew up watching the Freddy Krueger movies as a kid. Right. 
So these little kids are singing this this verse, and it's like a chant, like a jump rope chant. And I listen really close, and it gets louder and louder. And I don't see anybody. And at this point, I'm just trying to pee really, really quick. And the little kids are singing, Down when, stay down when. So uh, over and over, like a chant. So needless to say, I got out of there pretty quick. And uh, I got home. And it was a really quiet, awkward ride home because I told the guys what happened. They're like, "Oh man, that's 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 devil magic. Don't <laughs> don't, don't bring that stuff into the band." <laughs> um, so I, without going into too many details, when I when I got home, uh, uh, my wife asked me, you know, how how my show went. I told her it was a pretty good show, but this weird thing happened in Tahoka, and uh, she said, you know. She kind of relayed to me, like I said, without going into too many details, a really horrific event had happened in Tahoka about two days prior to that that uh, involved the death of some little kids. And I walked around for about a week with this melody in my head. Wow. And I'll, I'll play it. I don't think anybody else has heard it. Down Stay down guitar at the end man it was oh man out. yeah 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 but other than that man it sounded really cool there was some skip in there but i don't want to mess with it, it sounded really cool great song man i thought you were going to tell me that the the ghosts were telling you to, to pee downwind and um, 
NP up win. I don't know if it was if it was like a warning or not, and I'm not much of a hunter, so I don't I don't know if I could tell you what downwind or upwind was. <laughs> I don't really know what what it means, but I know that that's what I heard, and I know that it really creeped me the hell out. <laughs> maybe, maybe they were trying to get you not to pee in your pants. Or... Maybe so, <laughs> or, or or don't pee upwind and get yeah, up. <laughs> don't get them wet. That's creepy, right? You got to be out there in the middle of in the middle of the night and dark and flags moving and hear that oh my god yeah, it, was, it was it was incredibly weird and like i said that melody just well, you know they're gonna want to they're gonna want a royalty now <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how that works Bane. people that only uh, so tell me about some of your. Sh- I see you're gigging a whole bunch, man. You're 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 really getting out there, man. What's what are the shows like for uh, Ron Eaton out there, man? Uh, man, uh, it, I, I think it's probably like it is for anybody. Sometimes you have some really cool ones, and sometimes you have some really weird ones. And uh, uh, honestly, any night I'm playing music is better than any night I'm not playing music. So right, I'm right. Really, really so, blessed to get to do this for a living. So. Uh, so with so, that, I, I always ask um, a couple of questions because it, it, it always intrigues me. <laughs> I always ask musicians, what's your your most embarrassing moment on stage? <laughs> uh, honestly, the, the first time I ever played um, live in Lubbock. I was 19 years old and it was at an open mic at a place that doesn't exist anymore called Einstein's. And uh, my friends in the band called the Nisa uh, hosted the open mic. And uh, I believe Jerry Serrano was probably there the night that this happened. But I got I got on stage and, and I was really, really excited and I was super nervous because I'd never played in Lubbock before. I played in some small towns and places. Never played in Lubbock before. And I got on stage and I got about halfway through my first verse and the strap on my acoustic guitar came undone and just my guitar slung off of my shoulders and hit the ground and went <laughs> And nobody was really paying attention to me till that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then, then, every, then every head turns, right? Yeah, so 19-year-old me was like crapping my pants. And like when, when things like that happen, I feel like time slows down. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, do I just run away and never play guitar again? Like everybody's <laughs> gonna be laughing at me. And I didn't. I picked up my guitar and I put it back on and I said, I think I get a do-over, don't I? And everybody clapped and I played my song. And you know, but that was that was pretty embarrassing. Like 20 seconds to where <laughs> I didn't know yeah. what to say. Especially the first time it happens to you, like, oh my god, what the hell do I do? And I I, I still do that, and I've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> yeah, and then so things happen like. Um, I'm sure everybody that's in a band can attest to this. Every once in a while, you'll get um, a band member on stage with you that's really gassy. <laughs> so you're you're playing a venue and like you know, especially if it's kind of like a high high profile gig at a high profile venue, or you're opening for somebody that you really look up to, and the guy next to you, you're like tasting his farts all night while you're trying to sing. <laughs> That, that's happened more than once. <laughs> you know, when, when I used to do that, well, among other things, whenever like like I would do a bad note or fart, whatever, you know, the guys in I'm on side mass, so I'm usually in the back. But whenever the artist or singer would look back and like, what the hell's going on? I just look at the drummer. <laughs> just, just blame the drummer. He always gets blamed for everything. <laughs> I'm sure Terry, our drummer, is always looking at me. <laughs> 
What is Ooh, that man. smell? <laughs> okay, along with that, what has been your best gig? What has been your, your really coolest gig you've done? Oh, on? man. There's been so many um, that I really enjoy. One really cool gig that happened recently it was on a Wednesday night at Blue Light, and it was uh, me, Wes Nixon, Shane Rogers, and Stephen St. Clair, who were three of my absolute favorite guys from Lubbock. And we did a, a four-man song swap, and uh, everybody sang harmony with everybody. Everybody uh, just played together. We all knew each other's songs. That was one of my favorite shows ever. It, it was recent, so I'm just remembering. It, it was so good. It's uh, always good when, every, when everybody gels together, right? Yeah, and, and you know, uh, we have some cool stuff coming up. You know, we... Uh, uh, about to do that show with Ian Moore. I'm really excited about that. And uh, <laughs> this weekend we're going up to the Golden Light in Amarillo. I'm excited about playing that gig. Uh, so you know, we have, we have cool stuff on the horizon. I'm always looking more forward to stuff than I am looking behind. Right, right. right. That's good, man. So tell me about the new album. Uh, it's a five song EP. Uh, it's called Killer in the Choir. Um, there's not really a whole lot to say. I think uh, with the What If We Are Ghost album, I really uh, kind of lyrically killed myself. I just dug a little bit too deep on some of those songs and uh, to the point where they weren't fun to play. So I kind of wanted to take like a writing sabbatical and just write some fun songs. <laughs> so I, the songs I, I, on Kill in the Choir are more kind of centered around being fun and uh, just enjoying the music. I got you, I got you. So when, when does this uh, EP come out? October 7th. Cool, October 7th. And um, we have a single out for it right now called Darlin' Darlin'. And uh, there's a music video that we shot here in Lubbock that you can check out on YouTube or Facebook, wherever. So with the new album, uh, you're writing fun songs, you're writing more just, I guess... I hate to use the word fluff, but just stuff like real lighthearted. Uh, I don't, I, I still think there's probably still a lot of darkness to it. Uh, outside looking in, they were just more fun for me to write. Like they I weren't so personal. Like a different writing style for you as opposed to in the past. Exactly. Okay. All right. And that's a five song EP coming out on October 7th. Yes, sir. All right, man. Now I have, we have a thing on the show we call the, uh, the Texas two-step and there are two random questions that my son, who sometimes helps, he does a lot of the podcast stuff here too. Um, there are two random questions that have nothing to do with music. Okay. All right. The first one is, what what is one electronic device that you didn't really understand for the longest time that everyone else could understand? Uh, Probably the, the smartphone. I didn't have a cell phone until I was like 26. Wow. Uh, yeah, and then I didn't get a smartphone until about six years ago, so everybody was, like, way ahead of me on that. <laughs> You're like, how do I make a phone call? <laughs> yeah, I don't even make phone calls anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right, everybody texts. <laughs> Just text or send me a message on Facebook or something. And the second question on the Texas two-step is, what is the farthest in depth you've gone or the highest in altitude? Example, ocean, hiking on a mountain, jumping out of an airplane. Uh I mean, I've, I've I've flown on a lot of planes. Um, Have you jumped out of them? No. 
I would. Uh, I just don't really want to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's expensive, right? <laughs> um, I mean, I've flown on a lot of planes. I've flown to Seattle and L.A. and Boston. I've been up in the Sandia Peaks and Albuquerque. I've been in the Ozark Mountains and uh, northwest Arkansas. I'm not sure which is higher, probably the Ozark. <laughs> One of those, right? So you've been all over the places. Do you have any plans to tour? Would you I have one? Any plans to like tour? Uh, I would love to. Uh, the problem that we have mostly is uh, uh, finding management <laughs> or like booking that can keep us moving on that level. Um, our our music generally gets uh, called weird. <laughs> uh, so there's so many people like, well, I don't know where to put you because you're not really rock and you're not really country. So uh, right right now we're still looking for, for a booking or management that will work with us on that. But absolutely, we would love to. It's fun, let me tell you. <laughs> you think farting on stage is bad? What you get in a van full of band guys in there? Oh, yeah, we've done plenty yeah. of road gigs and, and had to smell each other. <laughs> It's it's pretty much like high school. Uh, yeah, I, I always say, man, when you're when you're in a band, you people don't understand that that, that there's a relationship, uh, a family oriented relationship you form with a bond you get with your musician peers that uh, no one can understand unless you're actually there. Yeah, and definitely, I mean, uh, everybody sees everybody naked, and everybody <laughs> smells everybody. Uh, <laughs> Thankfully, we nobody's has shared a shower. I don't think. <laughs> maybe maybe our keyboard player and our drummer have shared a shower. I don't know. <laughs> Unintentionally or intentionally? I, you know, with them. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron and Terry, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the next song you're gonna do? Um, I don't know. Are you cool if I play some more unreleased stuff? You, you can play whatever you want, man. I, it's awesome, all yeah. it's all you, man. Uh, so we played this gig in North Texas, and I thought it was a was a big deal. It was a big deal to me, and uh, I learned very quickly that night that some things that are important to me aren't important to other people. So I wrote this. I'm at a crossroads. Life's doing better. Life's a forgetter. But I probably won't I've been thinking about leaving Cause I hate the winter My guy, my boss Can't stand the cold But I like the way it rains here Just one drop at a time The moon don't shine The stars ain't too bright if you need me, I'll be in Dallas In a silver palace where I never sleep If you need me, I'll be in Dallas In a silver palace where I never sleep California, you never get savage. You only get damaged. He'll pass the time. So keep my head down. Hope you don't notice. 
<laughs> it's that noise reduction man it's a cool it's catchy man i appreciate it thank you i always i always think that that the hook is a, is a super important important part of the song a lot of people you know kind of forget how important that is but the beatles the stones all all were preachers of that so i try yeah, to man. be a disciple of that you gotta make them hum it when they're done listening to it. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's what I'm doing. You know. You know, just because it has a hook doesn't mean you can't say something important or tell exactly. a story. Exactly. Very nice, man. So, who are your influences in writing, man? Who did you listen to growing up? Uh, a lot of heavy metal and punk rock. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I like I like you know the the Texas songwriters like you know Jerry Jeff Walker and Guy Clark and Towns Van Zant, you Cindy know, Williams. Billy Nelson, but like mostly growing up, I listened to Master of Puppets by Metallica is my favorite album ever. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. I just I have I the, think I have the actual album. Flawless. <laughs> the record's flawless. Uh, they're coming out. With, they're coming out with a new album. Uh, yeah, I heard. I heard it. So um, I've actually I liked everything Metallica's ever done except for that one album. Uh, I I know which one. Uh, Saint Anger. I actually liked that one. That was, Did you was, really? I didn't think it was that bad. As I people think you're thought. the only person I've ever <laughs> Probably. Because like I, I, I rocked that thing out in my car like for I don't know how long. <laughs> I was like, it's not that bad. I'm like <laughs> the only the only idiot there blasting that. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of the lyrics got me too. Like my lifestyle determines my death style. Like, Yeah. Um, but, you know, I listened to it. So <laughs> there's that. But, I, yeah, when I was a kid, I would sit around my guitar and I'd You know, pick out Harvester of Sorrow and you know, Sanitarium, all that stuff. Um, you know, I love Slayer, and um, I even like some of the newer metal bands, like Slipknot's a pretty cool band. Uh, uh, my son's got me listening to a lot of Avenged Sevenfold. Um, but I, I pretty much, man, I'm all over the map. I could be listening to Wu-Tang Clan one day and um, Testament the next. <laughs> Ronnie, you should do some uh, Metallica Americana style. <laughs> 
You know what? I've I've kind of worked on it. I played a, a show with my friends in No Dry County the other day, and we're kind of running out of uh, songs that we all knew together. <laughs> so uh, we worked up like a four chord version of Sanitarium. I'm <laughs> see, I would like to hear that. I would buy that. <laughs> well, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> uh, Ronnie, what do you got coming? I know you got some big gigs coming up. Uh, really quick, what, what's what do you got? What else you got coming up? Uh, we're really excited about the EP release on October 7th. We're excited about opening for uh, Ian Moore on uh, and the 28th, I believe, at Backstage here in Lubbock. And uh, uh, we'll be at Golden Light in Amarillo this weekend. We're, we're really excited about uh, really all those gigs. Uh, it's always nice when I can play full band. That's where my heart really is. Uh, you know, acoustic shows are great, but uh, the full band, I think, is where... We all kind of get to shine, and it's a lot more fun. But yeah, oh, the definitely. 28th with Ian Moore and Jesse Dayton and our good friend uh, Spivey, um, that'll, that'll be a blast. That show is going to be so much fun. Nice, man. You can catch Ronnie at RonnieEaton.com. That's R-O-N-N-I-E-E-A-T-O-N.com. Are you, are you on Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff? All that stuff. Search you, for me. I'll be there. You can, I'm sure you can get to all the links from RonnieEaton.com. You can find them on iTunes. Uh, where else? You on Spotify and all that stuff? Uh, Spotify, iTunes, Instagram. I'm sure there's a Tumblr account somewhere. <laughs> I always, uh, yeah, I but, always yeah. say this. If you're on Spotify, listen to it, but then go buy it on iTunes because they don't get paid crap for Spotify. Yeah, so. you know, and I appreciate it. I, I'm just always happy that somebody's listening to our music. So to me, that's extremely flattering that somebody would take out a few minutes of their day to, to listen to our art. Ronnie, I want to thank you for sharing those uh, unreleased uh, songs with us. Man, that was killer, especially the – well, they were both cool. The first one was creepy, but all right. <laughs> were, I appreciate you so sharing, sharing with us that with us, uh, sharing that with us. Uh, again, The Killer in the Choir comes out October 7th by Ronnie Eaton. Uh, be sure to look for it and listen. And all you can also pick up What If We Are a Ghost and The Moth Complex, uh, his past two CDs on iTunes and all that stuff online that's Ronnie. great and our, our our new single off of killer in the choir is available on itunes and spotify as well it's called darlin darlin pick that up don't miss it go check them out great guy great stories great music from lubbock texas ronnie thank you so much for doing the podcast thank you so much for having me julian i appreciate it from my partner jules the human my name is julian this has been the texas music spotlight <laughs> For listening to the Texas Music Spotlight podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and visit our website, TexasMusicSpotlight.com, to find out how you can be a part of the live recordings. Until next time, please continue to support local artists and music in your hometown. Stop.